welcome to Post-Credit Conversations, a movie podcast where we believe that a film is only as good as the discussion it inspires. My name is Kale Prindle. And I'm Slade Lane. Slade, I'm excited to ask, how are you doing? I'm doing great. <laughs> are you? I mean, I'm not doing terrible. Uh, okay. I had I had knee surgery this week. That's yeah. what Kale wants to get out of me yeah no i had a knee surgery uh on monday so three three days ago uh i'm doing all right i can walk i just can't bend my leg and stuff so i'm currently icing it i'm set up really nice in uh my daughter's bed um (laughs) with with a computer stand and it's it's nice nice little setup i got so, that is a good setup. Not, good not for too you. bad. How are you doing, though? Well, <laughs> I did not have knee surgery, but I did kind of break my arm. So <laughs> we're just a couple of busted up dudes trying yes. to make a podcast. I, um, My kids and I, this summer, have been going to a gym that does like obstacle <laughs> course training, like Ninja Warrior style obstacle course training. And so I'm like, oh, this is actually kind of fun. And I'm exercising for the first time in forever. And I'd been doing it for about a month, and then last week, I stepped on a thing in a weird way, and it rolled out from under me, and I fell to the ground and cracked a bone in my forearm. And I'm like, well, that's stupid. <laughs> and so, whereas you can't bend your leg, I can't unbend my arm, because it's still wrapped up in, uh, in its splint-like thing. And tomorrow, I get to go in and have another doctor look at it and tell me how much longer i got to keep it in a thing, I guess, but... Yeah. Yeah. And it stinks because at first, actually, at first I loved it. At first I was like, I'm going home, sitting on a couch. I watched a bunch of movies. It's like I was making up for a summer where I hadn't watched all that much. Um, But then after a while, I'm like, man, I sure wish I could just take a shower without putting on a giant plastic sleeve every time I get in there. That'd be cool. True. Yeah. True. Oh, well. Um,. But, you know, our injuries do seem pretty appropriate for uh, this week's movie. So. They do indeed. All I wish I could do is put on a sock of sorts over this arm to make it look like my regular arm. Just like Jackie Chan had to put a shoe-colored sock over his broken ankle. Yep. <laughs> yep. In this week's movie... Rumble in the Bronx. Let's get to the good stuff. I like how both of us wanted to do that transition and then we both felt tremendous shame as we were doing it. Like, I could just sense that. that. We're like, we're doing the... Whatever. All right. Rumble in... I did... 94? I don't know. Rumble in the Bronx Uh, is from the mid-90s. Okay. Rumble in the Bronx is from the 95 Jackie Chan movie um, that... Ugh, that was a terrible way to get into it. Here's what Rumble in the Bronx is about. Jackie Chan plays... Kyung, uh, a guy who comes to the United States to New York City to attend his uncle's wedding, um, and then after his uncle's wedding, decides to stick around and help run the grocery store that his uncle has just sold to um, a young woman named Elaine, I think? I wasn't paying attention to a lot of the names in this movie. Anyway, while he's... (laughs) While he's in New York, uh, Kyung ends up getting wrapped up in all sorts of weird criminal activity 
uh, first with a local motorcycle gang because of their um, street-side antics of racing motorcycles over the tops of cars parked outside the street, and Kyung decides to interrupt that because they're about to drive over this really gorgeous car that his uncle had borrowed for his wedding, and by doing so, he really infuriates this motorcycle gang that spends the rest of the movie, almost the rest of the movie, just like anytime they get a chance to attack Jackie Chan, they just do. Um, to the point of trying to murder him, I guess just because they can. But somewhere along the way, we find out that there's another couple of mafia-style groups that are trying to make a deal with some stolen diamonds, and after the motorcycle gang gets mixed up in that, then Jackie Chan gets mixed up in it somehow, and it becomes all of a sudden, oh, Jackie Chan, you're gonna, like, wear a wire, and we're gonna try to put these guys away, and he agrees to do it because now this motorcycle gang, they're like his friends because there's a hot chick, and he helped out her younger brother who's in a wheelchair, and now he's like, they're my friends, so let's help them. And the last shot of this movie is running over a bad guy with a hovercraft and everybody smiles and laughs. The end. <laughs> it's it's plot-wise, it's a weird little movie. Um, but it's also an amazing little movie in, in other areas. <laughs> Slade, what are your first thoughts on Rumble in the Bronx? Uh, I watched this twice. So <laughs> Oh, nice. Uh yeah, cuz I watched it before my surgery. Last week? Yeah. I think I watched it. Maybe the week before. I can't remember. But I rewatched it today. We've been putting this recording for a while, so it's entirely possible. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've lost track of time, quite honestly. Uh, no, I've seen it twice now. Uh, watched it a few hours ago. Um, and, uh, you know, it's good. This is our uh, second Jackie Chan movie, by the way. Yes, I was thinking about that while watching it. As like, you know, we've—I feel like we've been dancing around doing a Jackie, Ch like an official Jackie Chan movie for quite some time. Like ever since we did. I mean, I felt like it when I was watching it. It's like it feels like this was just like destined to happen pretty soon because we talked about him a little bit when we were watching Enter the Dragon. Um, yes. Yeah. So this is actually yeah, well, and he's movie. in Enter the Dragon. So yeah, that's why. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, for well, the well, audience. Yes, he, keeping, he gets beat up track. very quickly in Enter the Dragon, <laughs> yes. um, so. which getting beat up, kind of what Jackie Chan does in his movies. He gets beat up a lot. I was uh, watching this does. with my friend last night, and he's like, what I love about these is he gets beat up at the <laughs> beginning, and he just stays beat up throughout the whole thing. I'm like, yeah, he kind of does. And yeah. uh, I think that's one of the reasons I like him, but let's let's do a quick comparison. Jackie Chan versus other action heroes. There's not a lot of action heroes, I feel, that uh, would have the humility to be beat up the whole movie. But maybe that's an older version. Maybe that's an old Stallone, mm. old Schwarzenegger idea that they're always in control. Maybe maybe I'm forgetting something. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Um, He's definitely a different kind of action star. And, you know, some of that's uh, probably cultural difference but like even between him and bruce lee there's a huge difference but but also i think there's a history there of bruce lee being you know the pre premier chinese american 
action star of the late 60s, early 70s who broke barriers. Whereas Jackie Chan, I I mean, this, this, as I just read, uh, was considered his breakthrough role in America. In, yes, in the, you know, in the states it, but, it was, but yeah. he had done tons of movies before Absolutely. that. I mean, he's been in tons of stuff, seventies and eighties as well. And so, you know, he's just this different kind of action star and plays a very not specific type of character, but we we think of him as a certain type of character, like a certain type of action star. I, I don't think it's so much he's beat up a lot. It's it, it's his whole style, right? Uh, like, you get right. in the sense of the first time he beats someone up in the supermarket in this. Of, like, he's completely badass. But at the same time, like, he does that kind of signature Jackie Chan rips off his coat, uses it in a way to disarm people... And, you know, aside from it being comedic, you know, uh, yeah, it's it's not as controlled as some action stars. You know, an American movie star, you know, it's I own the room. They might get beat up sometime near the end of the movie. I mean, he Jackie Chan gets beat up. Pretty early in this movie. In this movie, he gets his butt kicked. I mean, it's not like he's out of control, but I mean, he yeah. really does get knocked around a lot in this movie. Um, yeah. Well, he, with a lot there's more only one time he gets expected. majorly right gets it handed bottles. handed to him. Um, but yeah, there's a lack of control for a lot of the movie after that first fight scene. Um, I don't know. It's it's. It's really cool. It's interesting. I mean, it's what makes Jackie Chan what he is in most of his movies. Right. So. Yeah, I, I want to circle around some of the things with Bruce Lee because Bruce Lee, even though you know, like Enter the Dragon, he gets all caught up by the the razor claws of of the bad guy there. Um, yeah. But Bruce Lee's persona is still very much like I'm tough. I'm here. I'm still in control. Which I think what you mentioned, which is worth focusing on a little bit more, is yeah, the time era when Bruce Lee was doing that. Um, the racism he was fighting against, like in the system, you yeah. know, it's like there's a lot of stuff that he was really um, kind of pushing against. And what I like yeah. about Bruce Lee is when you put him in that context to be like, I'm not going to be your joke in this movie, yeah. I think totally makes sense for Bruce Lee. Jackie Chan gets to reap some of those benefits, you know, 20 ish, 20 some years later, because he yeah. builds a career where I can be just as awesome people are going to watch what i do and think you're amazing but also he can be funny but his jokes are never at the expense of really of him right it's like the jokes aren't because he's chinese and the jokes aren't because he's stupid or incompetent or or even or feminine or anything like that the jokes are very practical um you know something where he just like stops and like kind of shakes his hand out like ow that hurt you know it's like those are very simple jokes that work and he plays comedy like anything else in this movie you know he's carrying things to the grocery store and he's wearing a sleeveless shirt and he stops to check himself out in the mirror he's like oh man i'm looking pretty good and he's like flexing at himself or whatever and does not realize that on the other side of the mirror people can see him and and then make fun of him for it but that's like very classic almost sitcom style humor 
Um, yeah. Where he's not the butt of the joke. He's just, this is funny, and I'm going to be that guy. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think the situation, yeah, it, it no person or, or stereotype or, or group of people is the butt of the joke, right? Especially in that uh, two, two-way, or not two-way, one-way wi- uh, window thing which i i think is so hilarious like it is just it's it's situational you know it's it's not that he's dumb it's not you know poking fun at a group it's just hilarious um well i think what makes that moment so good too is he realizes right when he pops his head into the office and for the first time when he looks over he's like oh you can see through that window yeah and you see it's a great little moment where he's like Oh, oh man! And then he looks over at the well, yeah, at the yeah. woman who like, and that makes, makes it even him. better is like once he realizes it, you know, yeah. um, you know, um, a, a lesser kind of joke would have just let it go or made him the butt of the joke or or something like that. But you know, him getting in on the joke, right, is also just really good. You know, and, yeah, that he discovers it himself makes it <laughs> yeah. all the more funny. Yeah, no, I love that. And I think that's how a lot of the humor here works. There's there's a <laughs> there's so many moments in this. Though it's not his funniest movie by any stretch, but there's still just <laughs> a lot of great little bits of humor in it. Yeah. Um and again, most of it is a lot of physical comedy. <coughs> um <laughs> I think that um some of the humor doesn't work. Like I said, the very end of this movie is a little weird. Like they run over the final bad guy in the hovercraft and it's like, ha, <laughs> ah, there's his naked butt. He lost. Like you can yeah. tell that's kind of supposed to be funny. I'm like, eh, that one wasn't great. But the stuff that's usually centered on Jackie Chan himself and, you know, messing yeah. something up or slightly miscalculating something still works out. I would agree. I would agree with that. Um, yeah. You know, this is our. We've done a lot of action movies, I think, this year. Um, <clears throat> we're getting we there. We're getting there. Uh, <clears throat> how do you rate the action? Because <clears throat> we've we've uh, we've dipped our toes in many different kinds of action this year. You know, we have Mortal Kombat from '95. <laughs> True. Um, yeah. from the same year. We have Mortal Kombat from this year. We have oh. John Wick. We have Enter the Dragon. And now we have Rumble in the Bronx. And, and I, you know, obviously I think each one, each one is very distinct in what it accomplishes. Where does this rate? What, or, or how does it land, I guess? I, I well, I mean, I'm on painkillers like, just for the audience. So if I seem slow, <laughs> um, I am on painkillers. So uh, that, prescribed. That either be the longest or shortest episode ever. <laughs> right. <laughs> and right. we're done. Yeah, or it'll no. be like, oh, we went for three hours and didn't even realize it. Um, okay. So the action. All of those movies you listed are really interesting because they all have very different styles of action yeah. for the most part. Like. The Mortal Kombats have somewhat of a similar style within themselves because they're tournament fighters, which actually puts them actually kind of in the camp as Enter the Dragon. It's like these yeah. people are going to face off against each other um, versus John Wick and Rumble in the Bronx, which are going to be like, we're getting into fights in the moment. Um, 
but John Wick has a lot more gunplay, has a lot more car chase, um, and and then whatever Jackie Chan is considered. But so yeah, I think that the action here, just the beauty of his scenes. I swear, yeah. I've watched a lot of Jackie Chan in the last week since I I've busted seen. up my arm. <laughs> the first two, like the day my arm got busted, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna watch uh, Jackie Chan's First Strike, and it's pretty great. And then I watched Rush Hour, which is pretty great. And then I watched this. So I might even be mixing up some of my Jackie Chan fight scenes. But <laughs> what's so good about this one, and all of his stuff really, is that as a viewer, I'm constantly surprised. Yeah. And he's got it set up in such a rhythm that it's not like, oh, I'm surprised that it went to this scale. It's like, that's just not what I expected to see, right? So like with John Wick, you're surprised at first, but by the end of that movie, I think the surprises aren't there as much. And we talked a little bit how like the last fight scene of John Wick is like the worst one, yeah. Um, yeah. which is a real bummer. And I think in this movie, we've got truly the best fight scene is the last one with him kind of running through the, what I consider the last fight scene would be like yeah. in whatever it is, the arcade or the, the area where before he has to go and be an undercover cop with his wire on. Yeah. Yeah. With the which, gang. <laughs> yeah. And that, that section has some action stuff in it, but it's not as much of a fight scene as running around between refrigerators and pinball machines and fighting people with a ski and yeah, <laughs> all yeah. of this other stuff. But the surprising element in that scene and a lot of them, it's, uh, you know, even in the early ones in the grocery store, when he dodges somebody, you don't know what he's going to grab next and throw at them. Yeah. And I, I guess that's probably the signature Jackie Chan thing is how he uses his environment more than most people, right? Yeah. Uh, in the Mortal Kombat movies, no one's using their environment. It's a tournament fighter, except for yeah. Johnny Cage using those poles to swing around and kick Scorpion in the yeah. face. Yeah. Like a boss. Um, but like, oh. <laughs> like a Lost World move. Just yep. like the Lost World. <laughs> Scorpion is basically a Velociraptor. Um, yep. yep. But this... <laughs> but like, and, and same thing with Enter the Dragon. It's like, there is the big fight scene in Enter the Dragon when he's kind of like down to that dungeon area and everybody's just coming in from off screen. But I think that one is actually very poorly shot. You don't get to see the action as much as you would like to. Yeah. This film, long, long takes... To watch him jump over this pool table, jump over that refrigerator. My uh, the guy chucks what a microwave at him. And he just opens up the refrigerator door. It hits the door, falls in. He closes it and keeps flipping on. Like yeah. there's so many cool things, and you just every second there's a different surprise. But the surprise is like it's delightful, and I think that's the difference between this and John Wick. John Wick, there are surprises, but they're I wouldn't call them delightful. It's more like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, man. yeah. Like they're exciting and they're thrilling, but there's a sense of joy even in this. Yeah, in this, in the fight scenes in this movie. Yeah, um, I, you know, it, it's funny as you were talking because uh, uh, you know, putting together the five truly action movies we've watched, you know, this one is the most akin to John Wick. Um, yes. For sure, you know. Um, and, you know, the violence in it, obviously, the tones in the movies are way different. You know, John, John Wick is a revenge-driven, mm -hmm. R-rated, headshot, blood gore movie. 
but it it's so much like this movie in in the sense of the style the camera and and the nature of our protagonist really is that it it is someone who is artful in their violence you know uh kyung you know he has this nondescript past (laughs) of like oh you fight in tournaments yeah not so much anymore but definitely and we're just watching this action unfold much like a john wick where it's just like okay what is he gonna do next and and i think where where you yourself get bored and, and i would agree because they're tonally very different movies is in john wick you kind of get bored because it's just like i i know where this goes and and you're not meant to necessarily have the joy of watching him kill so many right. people whereas this one it's just like okay it's not that big of a deal he's beating up a gang he's whacking them with a hockey stick and there you you get a sense of having joy like like i mean since we're in the 90s you know it it brings to mind just the joy of fighting from the 90s you know when you have video games it really is what there i'm thinking go. about of, about of like, like street of street yes. street fighter tekken <laughs> like those aren't what you know we would probably consider violent video games it's not like grand theft auto or, or, or whatever mm-hmm. it's just like oh this is fighting and it's fun you know this is what this movie is it's fighting and it's fun it's surprising to see what moves he's gonna do what what thing he's gonna grab you know um but you know front and center is the beauty of the choreography of his stunts of you know just watching it happen much like a john wick of okay how's how's he gonna get out of this how does he get from point a to point b um you know it's very cool it's very cool to watch you know someone who is so well versed in their craft i like that you made the video game connection because i was doing that as well when i was watching it last night though the connection i first made wasn't even to the fighting it was to the costumes of oh so yes yes these characters yes oh man and in, in that sense friend, it's like final fight uh, it is it's like final <laughs> fight it's like double dragon it's like all of these old beat-em-ups where it's like yeah. everybody's a tough punk on the streets with crazy mohawk hair and yeah just well, ridiculous and it's stuff. so funny because it's so very out of place i mean we can get into the the style now of it like it, it for a second there it almost feels so much more like a mad max movie or something like that. The just way because some of these characters are dressed. Because, yeah, it's yeah. just like this early 80s, late 70s punk vibe, which right. is like, this isn't 95. No. <laughs> like, well, I was saying, it's not, but um, I, I told my friend, and I actually loved this about it, I said, you know what's fun about this is so often we watch American made movies, which try to depict other countries in the world and probably stereotype them horribly. I'm like, it's really fun to watch a movie. That was made by a Chinese company that's about people in New York City. And this is apparently the way they're like, this is what Americans are like. Yeah. This is what American criminals well, are like. And I love right? it. It's so well, funny. and it's funny because it 
it still works very well. Oh, absolutely. You, you know, it's yeah. not it's not like, oh my gosh, they have no idea. It's like, okay, you have like I love the ending chasing with the hovercraft. Um, and I'll save one of my favorite lines, but like the the random band playing on the street yes. is such is such a mid eighties rock band, mm-hmm. like akin to Van Halen Mot- Motley Crew, which yep. is hilarious because i'm like no i can see that still existing obviously in the mid 90s yeah but they hadn't retired ex- yet. but still exactly but exactly in that kind of venue of just like yep. yeah you would randomly be playing in the middle of the <laughs> afternoon because you're not popular anymore and and that's that's funny. Ca- kind of the cast of characters and 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 uh stereotypes you got working in this movie and it's great it 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 keeps it fun and sinister, but in that very final fight video game yeah. kind of feel. Um, like, I love the close-up shot of uh, Angelo right before they're about to start whacking. And it's just the close-up of him, you know, and he's just staring at the camera like, let's get going, you know. Um, it's so good <laughs> it's and so cheesy. Silly. but But, like... It got me pumped. Got me pumped. I'm I just mean, like, yeah, yes. it still work. And and that's why I think this movie is gonna hold up as well as it does going forward because it's yeah. already got these comedic elements. These other parts that would seem so cheesy and so dumb, and there are some that I think are like, okay, that was dumb. But yeah, most of them you're like, I'm gonna laugh at it because it's silly, and that actually just kind of keeps me going with the tone of the film. Yeah, I mean, almost everything with Angelo made me laugh in some weird way. First of all, when you found out his name was Angelo, because I'm like, yeah, he looks like an Angelo. Just the whitest, palest guy named Angelo that you've yeah. ever seen. And blonde. Um, uh, and blonde. But, like, aside from him being ridiculous and things he says are ridiculous, but, like, when he's trying to steal the diamonds later on and he, like, disguises himself to, like, <laughs> yes. to sneak. And it's, like, with a with some kind of polo shirt with a sweater around his shoulders. like... What is he doing? It's the most cartoonish thing. Yeah. And I love it. Um, and like so many of the characters are cartoonish in that way. The gang members never feel really like a threat. And even the the mafia guys all in their black suits. Oh my goodness, the ponytail on that one guy. Oh. Yeah. Oh man, I've never it's the grossest ponytail mullet I uh but at the same time, I remember asking students a couple of years ago. I had students who were here uh, from China at our school. And I said, hey, what is the, uh, when you think of like an American, like when most Chinese people think of like Americans, like what is the image? What's the stereotypical whatever? Because like, and what he told me was basically what these guys look like. <laughs> it's like big <laughs> bodyguard types. I'm like, that's amazing and perfect. And I love it. Um, yeah. But anyway, so all these characters very video game esque. The fight scenes, this would be a great beat 'em up game, like yeah. the ones we've mentioned before. Um, even the, like newer beat 'em up games, like Scott Pilgrim versus the World, where you know you pick up baseballs and ba- like just pick yeah. it up and throw it at people. Like it's still very much in that vein, and I think it makes it a lot of fun. Yeah, I I mean, this is at the perfect time when it came out for all of that. I mean, you know it. It was definitely a part of the boom of karate and kung fu and, and, yeah. and fighting games, you know, and 
but but also again very artful very tasteful in the action you know and i think that's why it holds up really well <laughs> you know well, I it's, think it's you... not just a characterization of the time it's like <laughs> yeah. oh no this is still fun to watch you, you know like any jackie chan movie where it's just like oh he is so good to watch and and he really is the only fighter in the movie i mean i don't know if you picked up on that like you know he doesn't have a rival there's no one else doing kung fu right. or karate against him you know it's it it's the mafia it's the gang it's and then there's him you know it, there's no one there's no one-on-one fights i guess is what i'm getting at of right which i think style is really versus a style his movies or at least a lot of his most popular movies there often isn't and that's what's kind yeah. of fun about him too i mean as he got so after this movie you know a few years later he's going to get into rush hour and then yeah. shanghai noon and some of these more american produced movies and those were a little bit more interesting that i you know i watched rush hour he doesn't have a one-on-one fight in rush hour either which actually surprised no. me because it does have a character that they're pointing to is like that's the bad asian guy um but actually chris tucker yeah. is the one who ends up next to him um and then in shanghai yeah. noon he does they do pair him yeah, up there with there's a fight there is it donnie yen in that movie who's in that movie uh donnie yen's in shanghai nights the second one i don't okay. remember who's in the first one but... me neither uh but anyway he does have but a little bit there of that is. as it goes forward yeah but I think in this one, you know, watching First Strike, watching this, um, yeah, he usually doesn't do a lot of one-on-one. Or if he does, um, I guess in some of his older, like Legend of Drunken Master, he he does have some of that. But yeah. that's, yeah. again, that's part of his appeal is it's him versus a mob, and he just goes in and is awesome and crazy, and I love it. Yeah, yeah. Something you said earlier got me thinking <laughs> about kind of the trajectory of martial arts films and... Uh, I think that's interesting as well because, like, yeah, when we look at Bruce Lee's stuff in the early '70s, um, what that becomes throughout that, it's like you don't have like a rising star in American-made movies, but you did get a push in the '80s of, you know, Van Damme coming up and Kickboxer yeah. and Bloodsport. You did still have some like um, martial arts-based stuff, but those are all also very self-serious, right? They took themselves very seriously, but yes. they weren't dark usually either. And I think Jackie Chan again fits into the space so well because. He's coming <laughs> with this movie, comes in after you would have had like a Double Dragon movie, same year as a Mortal Kombat movie, yeah. um, which does take itself pretty seriously. And uh, but then soon after this, after Jackie Chan, you know, it's a few years later that Jet Li movies start coming over into the U.S. a lot as well. Yeah. And Jet Li's another character, another actor who I feel takes himself super seriously. Um, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is, and, and like his movies are good too, but they don't have this kind of tone. And I think that's still where Jackie Chan wins on just audience love. He's so fun to watch. Like when Jet Li comes over in Romeo Must Die, and then you know, he had a handful, I guess, of like American produced movies, but his best ones that we ever got were still Chinese produced movies like yeah. Hero, uh, which Hero, is so good. Uh, what, what was the other one? Fear, Fearless. That one wasn't yeah. as big, but it was great. But yeah, yeah. no. It... Well, even I think there's... Oh, Black Mask? 
There's something with mask in the title. Anyway, that was like one of the big ones that we first got over here. The point is, though, he's still very self-serious. And now yeah. Jet Li's mostly done. Uh, like, we don't see any new stuff from him that I know of. And Jackie yeah. Chan seems pretty much done, which is fine. He started his career in the 70s. He can be done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen's still very active. Uh, always making a new Ip Man movie. But Donnie Yen is also a pretty serious, yeah. self-serious actor, right? Like, these guys are not enjoying the fun of this craft in the same way that Jackie... Which maybe it's because Jackie Chan's original training is, you know, in theater and in opera <laughs> and in, like, being yeah. in stunt he's, shows. And, and he's not a martial artist. He's a first. Chinese maybe pop artist. I, I forget that right. from time to time. <laughs> yes. So strange. <laughs> it um, is. I, I found out when I was reading up on this movie, one, there's a lot of edits to the original yeah. in the version that we get. So I'm like, I don't know what I'm missing, but oh well. But the one I thought was most interesting is in the original Chinese version of this film, the credits is a song by Jackie Chan. And when the American <laughs> version, when they released it in America, they took that song out yeah. and put in a different song. And I'm like, even when you watch that song, oh, that that thing, like the song is still fun because it's talking a lot about like it mentions Jackie Chan by name. So I'm like, it's still fun. But it's like, I kind of wish I could hear the one that Jackie Chan did. I want to know what song that was. <laughs> I bet I could find uh-huh. it on YouTube. I should look it up. Yeah. 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 But anyway, I guess my point with all of that, though, it was a long rambly thing, is, yeah, the, the arc of martial arts movies from the 70s even to now, Jackie Chan is the one that brings the most joy. Jet Li has the occasional laugh in his, but it's never him that makes it, usually. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I remember in Romeo Must Die, there's a moment where he plays football with all of these like way bigger dudes and he's just like flipping all over and they're getting hurt and we're supposed to think it's really funny, but he still takes himself very, Oh, kiss of the dragon. It's another Jet Li one that he did. I remember that was like, again, very self-serious, lots of pins and people. He would like, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. I think that we have so few people who actually do action. That is fun. That says we can merge the action and the comedy. Cause the only other action cop, or at least the ones that pop in my mind, the most for action comedies like Edgar Wright stuff. But those, though yeah. I would say, probably have some. I think the fight scene between Scott and Lucas Lee probably has a little bit of Jackie Chan influence to it for sure. Yeah. Because it's him versus a crowd. Still a very different feel. It um, is. Um, well, yeah, because, I mean, those kind of fights, like an Edgar Wright fight, it, it, they're great, they're fun, but the fun isn't the fun fight if that makes sense you know it's like the tone around it you it's the tone around it and i mean yeah. anything in like scott pilgrim you know it, you know it's so highly um cgi'd it yeah really, and it's very stylized it, and you, you know we're supposed it, it's to not, feel the it's video not, game elements. yeah it's not about the actual skill of the actors right. or anything in terms right. of the fighting and and i think that's kind of the niche we're talking about with Jackie Chan it's just like he has what other stars have like like a Jet Li like a Bruce Lee of I'm performing all of this mm. um and doing it very seriously but also that the the tone of it is and I'm having fun and I want you to have fun and I want yeah. you to laugh at this you know it is slapstick comedy for half of it but it is also very much 
highly choreographed, highly skilled martial arts taking place. It, and you definitely don't get that in in a western style action movie that also just happens to be funny. Like a Scott Pilgrim, the fight just also happens to be funny because the funny in the fight is the main goal. And with Jackie right. Chan, it it's I I still feel the fight is the main thing. It just also happens to be funny a lot of the time. Right, if exactly. That makes like sense. I think one of the funniest action sequences, or at least the one that I remember laughing the hardest at the first time I ever saw it, was at the end of Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz, when Simon Pegg <laughs> and Nick Frost clop into the town on horseback and they have a gun battle with all of these geriatric old people. Yeah. I laughed so hard the first time I ever saw that movie. Um, but again, it's not because the fight is funny or that the action yeah. was like so impressive. It's like, it's them setting you up throughout the whole movie for all of these action tropes that you expect to see. Exactly. And then when you get them all, it's such a great release of all of that comedy energy. And yeah, with this one, um, we're amazed, you know, when he does pull off his jacket and catches the guy's arm and flips him around and whatever, you're like, whoa, like you're amazed. And like, I used the word delightful before, and I think that still applies so well. Yeah. You're amazed, you're delighted. You are going to laugh because um, he's still going to, you know, do something that's kind of funny or um, sometimes, oh, what's, I just lost all my words, whatever. <laughs> You know, where he kind of pokes at himself a little bit, too. Like, he knows, like, I'm serious about what I do, but I can't be too serious about yeah. who I am, I guess, is maybe the way to say it. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that sums it up very nicely about it. All right. Got a couple more questions for you. Okay. Um, one, <laughs> does the romantic interest in this movie work at all? Is there any um, point to it? Uh, <laughs> the answer is there's no point to it. Um, yes. So it works. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I was it, surprised. I forgot that that existed in this movie. Because usually Jackie yeah. Chan is a guy who it's like, that's not what he... He and Jet Li both are both actors yeah. who are like, even when they're the stars, like they're not... They never seem to put themselves in places of like romantic anything. Yeah, so I, and, I was a little surprised that that existed at all here. Well, and it's funny to say it exists because it it's such Barely. a blip even in the movie because it it does a false setup. Number one, um, yes, you think <laughs> if he's gonna Elaine. like anyone, it's gonna be yes, exactly right because it, and it feels very much like whoever had the script. Like maybe they ran out of budget for a longer movie. It's just like, nah, never mind. We'll just throw them with the the biker chick, Nan Nancy. Nancy, yeah, yeah, Nancy. Uh, it, <laughs> Nancy's so much weirder. Like, because it works for me. Even the second time, I'm like, yeah, no, it still works for me. Right. It's weird, obviously, but it yeah. works. Just fine I mean, the part that because work, everything yeah. else is so weird. There's enough weirdness that's yes. just like, meh, it's fine. I think that's <laughs> it. So like, yeah, there, <laughs> when, 
First of all, it took me forever to realize that Nancy was the same person as the one in the gang. Like, at first when it shows her with Danny in his mm-hmm. wheelchair, I'm like, all right, whoever this chick is. I'm like, oh, you were on the motorcycle earlier. Okay. Yeah. Like, I completely, it took me a while to put the two together. But, like, after, <laughs> when they start hanging out, it makes no sense. And maybe this is something they edited out from the original version to the U.S. version. But my favorite weird, like, how did we get here moment is when all of a sudden they are in what I referred to last night as the Techno Tiger Church. Uh, this bizarre, <laughs> bizarre nightclub with massive stained glass windows. She's in a cage. That cage is inside a larger cage that has a tiger in it. And Jackie Chan is just like walking through. He sees her and she's there. Not exactly a stripper, but whatever you would call but definitely a stripper right Uh, she's an exotic uh, dancer (laughs) right you know when someone's dancing and they say the money's good it's like you kind of anyway whatever but it's like how did you why are you here kyung no there's no indication on why he goes there he doesn't doesn't show us like following her he just walks in he's like oh there you are hi what's up let's hang out oh now the gang hates me let's run away before your boyfriend gets mad at me and it's so bizarre (laughs) It's so weird. Yeah. And, and it's all just to set up the, hey, you should take better care of your brother. Like, that's oh it. Oh, my goodness, yes. You know, that... <laughs> Which, so, if we're going to talk about anything that actually, actually does not work in this movie, it's the moralizing that Jackie Chan tries to bring into this. Because it, it's, it feels... Everything else being fun and silly and Techno Tiger Church... Um, which if I had a shirt that had like stained glass window and a tiger and it said techno tiger shirt, I would definitely wear that. Um, but, but then, yeah, he, he does that with her. I he's see like, you really merch need to take in care our of, future. Right. He's like, you really need to take care of your brother. He depends on you. And she's like, you're right. And then they make out by the river or whatever. And then at the end, after he beats everybody up in the motorcycle gang, he turns to him like, don't you understand? You can be better than this. Be better than this, right? And he goes on this little yeah. speech, and it's like, what? I mean, and then that's when they become friends, right? They're like, oh, I guess you're right. I guess we should be better than this. And yeah. now his mission is to save them from feeding, the mafia feeding them into a wood chipper. See, and that's the why I'm happy I watched it a second time. I didn't catch that the first time. Like, I missed I that like, completely. Dang. Which I think... This would have come out at like the same time as Fargo. It came which out, is like, I think, before Fargo. So I think Fargo I so stole it. I think Fargo stole it. Because <laughs> that's the thing that's funny about this movie, too. I almost watched it last week in the middle of the day because I was already watching a bunch of Jackie Chan movies. And when I pulled it up, I'm like, this is rated R? I don't think I knew that. Yeah. So I waited, and I'm glad I did. And it's just because mafia guys like to swear a lot. That's the main reason. But then also, there are at least two moments in this movie where I'm like, oh, this got, like, serious. Like, when they're breaking bottles at him, and he actually starts bleeding a lot and can't move and kind of almost dies. I'm like, oh, they went fairly serious. Now, it quickly becomes silly because then they're like, oh, let's not kill him. And then the next day, they're trying to push him off a building. I don't... (laughs) It's like, make a choice, gang. Either kill him or don't kill him. (laughs) And then at this moment where... They have the two probably most ridiculously dressed guys in the whole movie. 
Um, yes. <laughs> one with his hair in like double mohawks, and the other one what kind of looks like he's wearing like S and M gear or something. And they do. They just straight up feed that one dude into a wood chipper, and they don't show it. But it's like, yeah. wow, that's that's. And then well, the other guy brings and then him. Back they put in him in a bag. trash bag. That's yes. And, and I love Nancy's response. To Kyung, because it's after, right after he beats them all up, right? Cause, right. And and she's just like, oh, they just killed one of my friends. Like, like Jackie Chan is even there, um, which I, I I think is hilarious because I'm like, yeah, no, it tracks that Kyung would not know what's going on, even though he just beat up everyone. Like, right. he seems to just kind of drift, quite honestly. Um, but it's just so funny. She's like, one of my friends was just murdered. Right. And it's just like, yeah, we were all here, Nancy. We saw him well, come in with the trash bag. <laughs> like, it's funny on two things. One, yes, they were all there and they, he just heard what happened. But two, you know, they have tried to kill Kyung throughout this whole multiple movie. They, and she has watched them try to yeah. kill him multiple yeah. times. And then she's like, one of my friends was just murdered. It's like, you watched them break glass bottles at me in the alleyway. Two days ago, mm-hmm. <laughs> you. I don't know if she was fully aware of how they completely pulled the store to pieces, which, by the way, there's some really cool stunt work in this as far as just, like, let's actually break some stuff. Like, you can tell from the camera work, like, we built this thing, we rigged it up with yep. chains, and we just tore it down, and I love it. Uh, it's like, commitment to uh, it. I love it. Again, second time, I, I did not see when he goes down. <laughs> apparently the first time to see the ridiculous amount of ropes and chains i'm just like oh that that is amazing it's like you've been upstairs for two minutes and in that two minutes all the bad guys came in and they rigged up chains for your whole store there were like five other people in the store the other hilarious thing... They all went thing, to lunch. She told them, go to lunch, everybody. So apparently but, they But left. again, like you said, in two, three minutes, <laughs> it's so gone. Fast. Other funny it. thing is that the mafia guys... It's not their truck. He's holding the guy at gunpoint. <laughs> <laughs> they rigged up this dude's truck, and they're holding yeah. him at gunpoint to tear it down. It's yeah. just amazing. It's like, we want to do this, but we don't have a tow truck, and we don't know how to drive one, apparently. And, and Elaine and Jackie Chan are so funny. They are funny. When, when they yeah. are talking about the diamonds. And he, like, he just... The way Jackie she keeps Jan, trying to pocket them. To I pocket them. She's... It's just so weird and funny. And then when Jack, when she goes into the bathroom and Jackie Chan is just like, women. <laughs> like, he says women to himself, and I'm just like, that's really funny. <laughs> like, yeah. No, there's there's so many. I mean, I feel like there's going to be so many more moments where I'm like, oh, that part and that part, because there are a lot of great, and they are small parts, but again, that's why yeah. these movies are so fun and joyful and exciting, because him jumping out of the way of trucks and cars and being pulled behind this hovercraft and like barefoot skiing basically yeah i'm like this is i was watching and when i saw him like on his back as he's spinning around on the water i'm like yeah they're going real fast like to be able to slide like that's really hard to do and he's not on skis he's having to figure out how to do that it's incredible and of course i love the outtakes at the end that's what's so great about all these jackie chan movies it's like 
here's the work that went into it, you know, and he breaks his yeah. ankle jumping off of a bridge onto this hovercraft platform. And ugh. well, I, I love it because it's in the movie, right? Oh, you like, can see it. Yeah. It's like, that's yeah. the shot they used. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Great. And, and, uh, and then the, so at least two other people that got injured. I can't remember if I read how off many. of motorcycles. Could... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the blonde oh. woman off the motorcycle took a real bad fall, and they had yeah. sent her away in an ambulance, and then someone else smashed into something off yeah. the motorcycle yeah. as well. Yeah, no, it's it's so much fun. I'm ready to watch it again. That's that's the yeah. Thing. I really honestly, am. Um, <laughs> and that's the only I, movie you know, I've like watched said, in like two weeks. So. <laughs> and I've watched it twice. <laughs> uh, that's pretty great. And that feels like a pretty good segue. So let's hop to some ratings and start wrapping this up. All right, Slade. I chose the movie, so you're going to start us off. That means I go first? Oh, boy. Yep. Um, You know, out of the five action movies we've watched so far this year, (laughs) this... It's tied. It's tied for the top of action movies because we've watched five um it's tied with john wick uh and i only feel comfortable saying that because they're two completely different movies but but similar but similar um i i love i loved it i i've never i had never seen it before um i've 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 always heard it talked about i've had friends like oh i love rumble in the bronx i'm like okay cool it, now I feel never... better for telling you to watch it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, again, because I watched it twice. Uh, and no, it it's it's great. I obviously the action's great. It's hilarious. It's skillfully done. Um, I I love the like playground equipment when he gets jumped and he is going in between, and then when he goes through the shopping cart. Uh, yeah. that, that is my, fa- one of my favorites. I also really like when he gives the, uh, the arm thing before, <laughs> yes. after he, uh, uh, whacks the guy with the, uh, antenna from the car. Yeah. I, like there was just something about that that made me so happy of I just mean, like, it's... I am so into this, <laughs> this hero, like, you know, like him as a protagonist and hero to root for in that moment. I was just like, yeah, you give it to him, man. Like, it's just so it. funny and, and and rude for someone who otherwise <laughs> who is not. Is. Who never, never is, rude. right? And yes, this moment, I just want to take a moment to, to pause on that because it's true. They are terrible to him throughout the whole yeah. movie. All he ever says is, go away, leave us alone. Go away, leave us alone. And now, after they almost killed him one night, tried to push him over the edge of this parking garage, which also would have killed him. And then this one guy moons him and says, kiss my ass. He's like, you know what? I'm going to break off this car antenna, smack you right in the butt. (laughs) I'm going to basically flip you off. It's the most like, you know what, guys? Screw you. I'm going home. It's (laughs) great. Jumps off. It's It's so so good. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, I love that. Uh, yeah. Um, so, it, and I really do like the ending. Uh, as abrupt as it is, <laughs> it, it did shock me because I'm like, okay, there's going to be a fight. But, like, the main bad guy uh, right. 
White Tiger is not going to fight. <laughs> White Tiger introduced in the last 15 minutes of the movie. Um, <laughs> Kane run over. It's just so strange, but it's enjoyable. The car with the sword made me laugh so much. Oh my goodness, it was I so loved cool. it. Um, yeah, all that is to say, it's three and a half stars right now for me. Um, it'll probably go up as I watch it more and reminisce on it, but I'm going somewhere between three and a half and four stars, uh, just because it's so enjoyable and hovercraft, my favorite, it's my favorite, it's my favorite line. It's a great line just to yell hovercraft. Um, yeah. No, I'm with you on this. Like when I think about those five movies, uh, this one, I think is easily my favorite of those five. Um, I think that again, it's just the joy of it. I Jackie Chan. There's nobody else like him. There's no one else like him in the world. No one makes movies like him. No one makes um, action look as fun as him. You know, one of the things my weekend routine. Um, is usually sometime on a Saturday watching on the uh, Corridor Crew channel. It's usually VFX artists react, but they do a lot of stunt people react. And they watch a lot of Jackie Chan stuff. And every time they say the same stuff, like the amount of work he puts into every single moment. I want it to look right, so we're going to practice and rehearse and practice and yeah. rehearse. And, and even when I watched um, First Strike and Rush Hour and my kids were in there, and we were watching like the outtakes at the end where they were actually getting hurt. And I said, you know what's cool about this, guys? There's, everyone on the team is so in tune with what's happening. The instant anything goes wrong, they all drop what they're doing and they check on each other. And that's what's cool about him, too. It's like he's obviously the star, but he's been able to foster people that he works with, this community who are like, we're doing this all together as the stunt team. It's so good. Ah, yeah. so good. Yeah, the car with the sword... Is just, you know, that's the difference between this and John Wick. When John Wick got to the car scene, I'm like, this is cool, but I'm tired. When Jackie Chan gets into this, I don't know, cars, Ferrari, maybe? I don't know. Backs up, knocks the doors off the thing by backing up under a truck, holds a sword out the side so he can gash it, which, my other favorite part, the hovercraft is fixed with duct tape. Yes. <laughs> it keeps cruising along. Um Everything is so cool. It's so fun. Um, I I love his dedication to this art. And I'll finish with this because I was reading up on it afterwards. Um, that I think it was Ebert was talking about this movie and saying like, you know, when it comes to a film like this, you can't get too you can't care too much about the plot. You really can't even care too much about the acting because that's yeah. not what these movies are about. Those plots and the acting is like those are just the necessary parts to make this a movie. Yeah. But that's not why you watch them at all. Um, I, I wonder if there's a limitation to how high I will rate movies like this because I don't leave thinking like, wow, not only was that cool, I'm also thinking about things differently. You know, that's often what I yeah, think about yeah. when I get to like really like five star movies. Like that's where I have The Matrix because it's super cool and it's thinky. And this isn't thinky. It's just amazing. Thinky. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I'm sticking... I'm sticking at four stars um, just because there are some silliness things that is like, yeah. I would hesitate. I'd tell anybody to watch this. Everybody should watch this. But oh, I would yeah. definitely have those reservations. Like, some of it's real silly. Yeah. I would say but, this is a Jackie Chan movie you need to see. 
Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I, I mean, number one, Sega Game Gear without a game in it. <laughs> is, oh, we have to talk. No, go ahead. Finish great. your thought. Uh, it is. Sega Game Gear without a game in it uh, is just great. Um, yeah. That's, and it's like, how could they have not? It's so obvious. He just hands this yeah. kid. It reminds me of Dumb and Dumber where they sell the parakeet to the blind kid. It's like, here, take this. It's fun. And he's sitting there playing games. There's no game in it. And it's obvious. Yeah. Uh, but that reminds me, how terrible are the people in this movie with the way they treat this kid in the wheelchair? This gang. Horrible. Horrible. Oh, my goodness. Kid. Like, Get out of this. Throwing kids out of wheelchairs. It's so. I mean, when when Kyung saves Danny the the (laughs) final time, like, he's just like, Danny, are you okay? And the shot of him just on the, in the corner, it's so sad and pathetic. He's like, I'm okay. I'm like, it's like, yeah, this kid. No, you're not. You just got trashed. Slapped him around and beat him up. It's terrible. Yeah. Abusive. Oh, man. Good stuff. It's a really great movie, everyone. You really need to see it at some point. Yeah. Um, All right, Slade. What are we watching next? All right. uh, Well, we're coming back into this century uh, next time. Uh, We are going to be watching the last movie directed by Lynn Shelton uh, called Sword of Trust from 2019. I have no idea what this is or what to expect, but okay. All right. I haven't That's heard of it. Say. I don't know anything about it. Is, it. it is on Netflix. <laughs> all right. Sword of Trust. Sounds good. Oh, thank you so much, everyone, for hanging out with us again. Oh, Slade, did you know what? we got someone who actually gave us a review on Apple Podcasts. They dropped us five stars. I should have had it pulled up. That would be nicer. But they left some really nice stuff about us. And now that we're, that we're did you know, we're a good podcast. I don't know if you realize that. According to this review, we're worth listening to. I will next time I'm going to look it up. I'll be pulled go, up next time. Because <laughs> I actually look it up. Like, can oh, I see this? Did. Can I see this? On Apple uh, Podcasts? Yeah. If you go, check the reviews well, on our podcast. So, I will. Uh, thank you. Thank you, person who did that. Um, appreciate it. And if anybody else wants to be uh, super awesome and drop us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, leave us a, a quick thing that says that you're listening, that you exist. <laughs> we like yeah. knowing that someone's listening to us. But otherwise, we hope you're having a great uh, end of your summer. We will be back soon with Sword of Trust. And until then, farewell, good people. Uh, Don't stop the talk after you walk out of the theater. Hovercraft!